TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. I have had a friend who is the editor and publisher of the Union News. Paul Tucker's been my friend for about 9,000 years, and he is on the line with us right now. What do you think of this case, Paul? Well, I think it's it's, it's an extremely important case to the public sector unions, and particularly unions like AFSCME, National Education Association, the SEIU, the American Federation of Teachers. Uh, this all is uh, it's going to economically harm them. We'll see how this comes down because uh, just several years ago, and actually 2016, a very similar case, uh, which is called the Federicks case, was heard before the Supreme Court. And before the decision was rendered, Justice Scalia passed away. And it was expected there that the ruling would be 5-4 against the labor unions and it would abolish what's called agency fee. An agency fee, you cannot force a person who works for public sector, public sector, any government, doesn't have to be those four unions, it could be any union that represents government workers, uh, you can't force them to join the union. What you can do, though, since the unions are mandatory that you bargain on their behalf, whatever is they negotiate, with the employer, uh, they get the same wages as every union member does. They get protected by the union the same as the union member does. They pay approximately 60% of what a full-fledged union member pays. And the argument was that do you subtract any political monies because if someone is, we'll say, is a Republican member, and doesn't believe strongly that his union does too much spending or too much support for a Democratic candidate over a Republican candidate, he can check off and not have to pay that money toward the union that's going to use that money then to support a Democratic candidate or a Republican candidate. You know, I think there's a lot of misconception that uh, the unions only support uh, Democratic candidates, but here in Pennsylvania, there's a, a history. John Hines, Republican John Hines, re, uh, Senator Hines, was a Republican, and he got strong labor support. So didn't uh, Arlen Specter while he was a Republican. He got strong labor support. So it's not just, it's about, really, about not getting your brains beaten. If the Republican candidate has campaigned on this idea that he's not going to support labor union, I can't see why anybody should make an argument that the labor union should support him. Paul, uh, Paul, in the, in the story here, that you know, I mean, the headline is kind of like a sensational, a death knell mm-hmm. for union. They have a yeah. picture. They have a picture of Neil Gorsuch. Like, like all of a sudden, he's a major factor. He do, is. Do you have a sense of where this is going to go? Uh, if, if I, I'm not a betting man, Frank, as you probably know. Uh, we've known each other a long time, but. Uh, um, if I was a betting person, Neil Gorsuch didn't get seated there. His views on from the bench have been extremely uh, conservative uh, when it comes to labor issues. So I think for, I think the labor unions, well, the ones that again, this won't affect all unions. This is about 
those unions that represent government workers. Would, would that include teachers? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The teachers, um, service employees, the American Federation of State, county, municipal employees, ask me, which represents a lot of workers here in Pennsylvania, people who work for uh, the state government. Many of their members are AFSCME members. And of course, the American Federation of Teachers, which is the two big teachers unions in the United States, is the AFT, the American Federation of Teachers, and the National Education Association, the NEA. Now, it's gonna affect them. Currently, um, and I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, uh, it depends on which union you're talking about now. And AFSCME in Pennsylvania, approximately 25% of AFSCME members haven't joined the union entirely. They only pay those agency fees. And as I said, they get 60%, the union gets 60% of what a full union member pays. So um, it's, going to, it's, it's going to affect economics for them. And, and Paul, spell that out. How, if, if the ruling comes down against the union, how, how, how and why does it have such a big economic impact? Okay, well, here's what, it, this was all based on, in the late 60s, when the federal government gave the ability, see, up to that point, I mean, overall, you know, those of us that are a few years up of age, remember that a lot of times it used to be commonplace that if you wanted to get your son or daughter uh, a teacher's job within your district, a lot of times you had to pay for that. Sometimes, you know, there was always this talk about this little backdoor deal. Yeah, or know somebody, yeah. Yeah, so you had to know somebody. So, and then sometimes, especially like if you had a son that worked for the local Department of Public Works and he got his job through a particular mayor, and that mayor lost in the next election, he, they could actually dismiss that person, and, and then somebody who another political hire would get hired. And so what happened was the labor unions were granted the right to start representing those public sector workers. So in 19, that was only in the late 1960s, to be honest with you. That's not all that long ago. That's when, in fact, Martin Luther King was murdered in 68 while he was supporting... Uh, municipal employees the right to organize. They were mostly black people, but they were actually refuge collectors. And he was actually murdered while he was supporting a strike to try to gain a union for those workers. So um, in 1977, there was a court case, a Supreme Court case, which was called the Abood versus the Department of Education, Detroit Department of Education. And what came out of that case was that they felt it was unfair for a union, mostly, again, a public sector union, to have to represent a worker that pays nothing toward the union. Uh, so they're, you know, if they go in and they negotiate a 50 cents an hour wage, everybody would get that 50 cents an hour wage, including those who refused to join the union. So they came up with this mechanism where you subtract the political monies that was the, that particular union was spending and it ended up to be around 60 percent where that's what they paid toward union representation so somewhere the numbers vary but like ask me here in pennsylvania it represents thousands of state workers uh they have approximately 25 percent of their members pay an agency fee the fear is that if the supreme court rules against agency fee, they'll automatically lose that 25% of those people that are paying 
that 60% for the union. Right, because they don't want to pay anything. They won't have, They won't pay anything. But the bigger, they're now, it's, it's a wait and see, because they, the, the Supreme Court could surprise people, because, uh, and, and it turns out that they may not, if the union doesn't have to represent those workers, that would be the only fair, you would think the only fair way to do it is to make argument that, okay, fine, you're not going to pay a dime towards union representation. Well, the union shouldn't have to represent you. So if you're picked on a job or if you, know, uh, if, if you don't feel like there's something going in your workplace that's fair to you, it's not the union's problem. So we'll see. We'll see. Now, I want to ask you two questions. And, and, and the first one is, just generally speaking, what, what is the status of unions in northeastern and central Pennsylvania? Well, this region still has a lot of strength. Of, of uh, Pennsylvania is, is in the top five for total representation. Now, this is not going to affect unions like the Teamsters and the Machinists um, and the Steelworkers. This is going to be more of an effect. There's 22 states in the union. That see they you could negotiate you could actually legislatively eliminate what's this idea that of what we'll say it's right to work but it's only right to work for public sector employees. There's actually 28 states in the union that still have right to work laws, and we're not one, right? Well, we or we we're, we still have a right to work law. Oh yes, if you're if, if you're working in Pennsylvania, terms of condition of employment can be after a probationary period, whatever that time is, whatever's negotiated, that it be 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, you have to become a member of the bargaining unit. So yes, it's, Pennsylvania is still a right to work is, is a non right to work state. Right. Uh, there's 28 states all total, but this is a different issue altogether. Because what they did in Wisconsin, for instance, when the Republican legislature, a couple of years ago under Governor Scott Walker, they eliminated uh, right to work, the right for right to work, legislatively, for all government workers, which meant that nobody had to pay any dues at all in any, in any circumstances to any union that, that they, they, they were represented by. It's had great impact in Wisconsin. ASME lost approximately 60% of their members in Wisconsin when that law was enacted. There's 22 states in the union that still have public sector right to work, non-right to work, and Pennsylvania also being one of them. If this federal regulation comes through the Supreme Court, those 22 states will have to abide by the Supreme Court ruling, which means all public sector unions will not be able to collect agency fees from any of their members. Well, wow, that, that, uh, so this is, this is a very big case. Now, it, it's going to be argued on February 26th. It is. And, and again, you know, I, I call you, I always bug you on questions like this because, you, <laughs> you're, you know, you're the man. If people want to get a copy of the union news, how do they? Well, we have 60 locales in Luzerne, Lackawanna County. It's, uh, it's a freebie. Uh, there's, uh, there's about a half a dozen spots, including Intersight News in downtown Wilkes-Barre. Uh, you'll, you'll see our, our white union news racks. They're out there. Uh, we, you know, if you, if sometimes uh, maybe you don't even pay attention to them. If you walk into doors, we try to get them out as many as we can. We print out seven. We print physically print 7,000 newspapers and distribute them throughout Luzerne and Lackawanna counties. 27 years, Frank, I've been uh, publishing the paper. I, and that's how long I've known you. Paul, thanks for taking time out of your Friday. I'm grateful for your wisdom. All right, All right Frank, good well. Okay, you too. Paul Tucker, the editor and publisher of the Union News. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. clock at four. Donchich. 
The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.